Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. So this is where I'm, I'm getting this from. Uh, let, me just, let me just take this, this next slide here. Oh, wait a minute, move by itself. Okay, for, for he rescued us from the dominion of the powers of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. And so there, there is a doctrine in theology called the doctrine of separation. That's what I've been getting into. A lot of times we understand uh, what we've been separated from. I gave you five keys of what we're separated from uh, for the last couple of Sundays. I don't have time to recapitulate, so you can go back and listen to those messages. Now what I really want to focus on is what we have been free to do. We know God has freed us from some things. We know that God has delivered us from some things, but we might not understand what we're delivered to. So that's what I'm talking about today. As believers, we have been translated from darkness to light, from slavery to freedom, from chaos to comfort, from turmoil to peace, from disorder to order, from guilt to forgiveness, and from the powers of Satan to the power of God. I was reading over in the book of Jeremiah, very familiar passages of scripture there. He says, uh, then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah saying, go down to the potter's house and there you will find a work being performed on a wheel. And he said, because the first work was marred, he had to recreate it. Hello, somebody. And so in other words, if we understand, I wish uh, Sister Gwen was here. She can she can confirm this because Gwen works in pottery. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that wheel that we're on, that 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 first vessel was marred. See, see, we've all sinned and come short. So we were all marred. We, we, we all came with our own blemishes. We all came with our own flaws and we all have been violated one way or the other. We all have felt a sense of being dirty or hurt or crazy or out of control at times. And so what God has to do, he puts us on the wheel and his hands come around us so that he can begin to reshape and recreate what he wanted to see in the first place. Hello, somebody. And so being a potter, when you start off, you don't start off with something that looks like it has a purpose. Come on, somebody. So all you had was a lump of clay. Oh, it was just ugly. It was just sitting there on the wheel. It didn't look like anything. And the clay couldn't talk to the potter and tell the potter what it should be. So why do we talk to God like we can tell God who we should supposed to be? No, no, no. The potter has to come to the clay and say, I know what your purpose is. God knows what your purpose is. Before you were formed in the belly, he said, I knew you. God knows your very purpose. And we can try our very best to do what we think we should be doing. But it's God who has to tell you what you were designed for. It's God is to tell you what you should be doing. It's God is to tell you what you should be passionate about. It's God to tell you the direction that you should be going in. And anytime you go outside of the parameters of the one who created you, you're always going to be going down the wrong road. So God had to had to had to come to something that was marred and he wanted to create something with purpose. And see, there there's there's something that the Holy Spirit gave me called the thumbs of conviction. Oh, glory to God. See, this is the part where where church folk don't like this kind of teaching. 
Okay, because the thumbs of conviction. See, as a potter, the only way that you can create something to your desire is with pressure. Oh, heaven's the best in now. Come on, pastor. Don't talk about pressure. And see, the only way you can do that is the, the potter has to have their fingers and their thumbs in places. And some places a little rough. See, God knows you're a little rough places. And so what he will do is he will compress those thumbs of conviction. He will make you convicted in those areas where you're a little rough in because he's trying to, and you don't like it because it's a little press. God, I don't like it when you press me right there. And God said, I don't care if you don't like it. I'm trying to get something out of you that you may not see yet. Uh, glory, glory, glory. I don't want to talk about the thumbs of conviction. Right, right? Because when you get in that place, you don't know what God is doing. When you get in that place, you, you, God, that hurts. I don't like that, God. I don't like when you got me in this place. I don't know if I'm talking to the right people right now, but there are sometimes God will put you in a place you don't know what's going on. All you know, it hurts. All you know, the pruning process hurts just as much as, much as the cutting off process because pruning means you have to cut. And sometimes pruning hurts just as bad as the cut does, but the pruning promotes growth. And see, and as the master potter, all he's trying to do is to shape you into what he saw you to be. And see, let me, can I, can I give you some encouragement here? See, one thing about that pottery, see, you, you can't, the potter does not ever remove his hands. Because if the potter removed their hands, the clay See, one thing you can take comfort in, no matter how hard it might be for those thumbs to compress, you just got to know that the hands of God is always upon you. And that if he ever released his hands and said, okay, have it your way, that you will be all over the place on the wheel. See, that's how some Christians are right now. They say, God, I got it. And that's why you're all over the place. You don't finish books. You say you're going to read the Bible, don't do it. You tell people you're going to do something, don't follow through. Why, you're all over the place. Oh, I got this, God. I can handle it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah, do you really have it? Oh, man, I don't know if I'm talking to the right folks. Am I talking to the right people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because if the Lord had taken his hands off, you'd probably be in jail right now. In the crack house. Hello? Uh-huh. I know I'm talking to the right folks. You would have cussed somebody out or cut somebody by now. Shot somebody if the hands of the Lord wasn't on you. Amen. So I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied my mom. See, I have learned that, listen to this. I have learned that God cannot shape you without hurting you. I, I don't know who this for today, but I tell you what, when he gave me this, I was like, God, I don't even want to preach that because I want that for myself. Because, see, I've, all, I've learned throughout the years that you can't shape something without bending it or hurting it or compressing it. <laughs> and we were marred. So God said, no, I'm going to create something that's valuable. And since I already know what it's supposed to be, I'm the only one that can shape you. When you're marred, you have to be reshaped. And remade. And you can't do that without being reborn. Come on, somebody. See, see, you, 
You was just nothing but a messed up piece of clay. Didn't know what you was doing. David was rapping, but he wasn't fulfilled. I guarantee you, he'll tell you. He was doing all that stuff. Chosen, sorry. He was doing all of that stuff. Because, see, once, when you're out of the will of God, you have to do other things to get a fulfillment. Yes. This is why you find people with millions of dollars overdosed. Because they got the fame, they got the house, they live in the Beverly Hills, hills up there, they got the big houses, they drive whatever they want to drive, they can go wherever they want to go, when they want to go there, but they're not fulfilled. See, there's a place in every person that only Jesus Christ can fulfill. Fame won't fulfill it, money, sex, drugs, alcohol, going to church won't even fulfill it. There are some things inside of every person that only God can fulfill. Because he's the only one that brings life out of death. He's the only one that's translating you from the powers of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. I hope I'm talking to the right people. Mm -hmm. See, see, that's, that's what I love about God is because he saw me when I was at my... Mm -mm -mm. He saw me as a marred piece of clay, but he said, John, I got a call on your life. See, I don't know if you understand it. See, if you, maybe some of you was kind of like looking like a vessel already, but I wasn't. See, some of you, he didn't have to do much because you already looked like something. You looked like a container, and he didn't have to do much but throw a little water on you and just shape you a little bit. But that wasn't, I, I was a bunch of nothing because he had to shape me from the original. I was just so messed up. And so he had to do a lot of thumbs on me, the thumbs of conviction to change me in areas where I needed to be changed. He had to get some anger out of me. He said, yeah, I see, I see some anger right there, John. Let me put my, my thumb right there. You got a little bitterness right over here. Come on, come on, somebody. See, you, you're a little bitter right there. You know you're bitter about it. You're bitter about it because every time you think about that person, it makes you angry, so you're still bitter. You haven't forgiven them, really. You, you keep claiming that you have, but you haven't because every time you think about them, you're still mad. So you got some, I got to put my thumb of conviction there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you got a little selfishness right here, too. You know, you know you're selfish. You, you got a little bigotry right here, so let me put my thumb over here on this side. Oh, 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 hold it, hold it. I see a little racism over here, so I got to put my thumb on that side so I can get all of that little, those little racial tensions out of you over there on that side. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see you like to drink too much on this side, right? I don't know what the Lord is doing. You know exactly what God is doing. You know what he's doing? He's shaping you. Somebody said he's shaping me. Yeah, he's shaping you. He's recreating you. He's trying to make you into something that's powerful. He's trying, to, he's trying to shape you into something that can be useful. He wants you to be the instrument in his hands. Come on, somebody. Don't you want to be the instrument in the hands of God? Well, let him shape you like he needs to. Amen. Everything is just not going to go right. I'm telling you right now. And just because you're a Christian don't, don't mean that somehow you somehow absorb from, from problems and issues. Issues are going to come. The vicissitudes of life are going to hit you regardless if you go to church every Sunday or not. You can tithe and still get hit with problems. You can go to church every Sunday. You can go to Bible study every Wednesday night and things will still hit your body. You can lay out in the floor and pray for five hours, 29 minutes and 30 seconds. And when you get up and walk outside the door, there's still going to be issues that you're going to have to contend with. You can eat right. You can, you can run. You can do all of those things just like I did and you can still get cancer. Things will happen in your life. But just because things happen in your life, it doesn't mean that God has left you. You got to trust God no matter what is going on in your life. Come on, somebody. 
I know the vicissitudes of life can be hard, but you trust him anyway. You got hit in your body. You trust him anyway. He hit your children. You trust him anyway. He took your job. You trust him anyway. This means war. And you cannot be in the military if you don't want to fight. The military is not for people who draw back. He said, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. You're going to have to draw close to God so God can draw close to you. Am I talking to the right church today? We've allowed culture to punk us out. Don't want to talk about the gospel. Don't want to talk about Jesus. Why? Because the, the gospel, the true gospel message is counterculture. The true gospel message is supposed to convict you of your sins. When I get around people that are in the world, they should feel nervous. Why? Because I got the light of God on my life. You got the anointing of God on your life. And without conviction, there will be no real change. I am sick and tired of dry preachers. I am sick and tired of dry messages with no anointing. I'm sick and tired of dry songs. And you just singing, just going through the motions. Ain't nobody being touched. Ain't nobody getting healed. Ain't nobody getting delivered. I'm sick and tired of going places where I don't feel the presence of God. And it's not palpable to change my life. Are you with me this morning? Somebody say, I'm free to be free. See, when you're free like this, you can preach like this. Because, see, I ain't trying to impress not anybody. Nobody on social media. Nobody in this church. I ain't trying to impress the culture. I only want to impress God. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men under me. Somebody just lift your hands and just worship him right now. Woo! He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men under me. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody need to praise God in here. I wish I had two or three people to get up on your feet and begin to worship God. Praise God. Declare war on the devil today.
five. Somebody high five and say, don't be sad. God is just separating you. Don't be sad. He's just separating you. He's separating you from sin. He's separating you from fear. He's separating you from depression. He's separating you from illness. He's separating you right now from confusion. He's separating you. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have to go through the separation. And you can't be sanctified without going through separation. And he has to take you away from some things. And he has to take you away from some people so that he can separate you. Stop, stop trying to pull people back into your life that was never meant to be there in the first place. Glory to God. I don't have time to be trying to pull people back into my life. I got too many things going on right now. You got too much going on. You got an anointing on your life. God has called you to do greater things. You don't have time. Keep on moving forward. If they want to go, they can go. But the Bible says they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For if they were of us, no doubt they would have continued with you. Everybody that started with you ain't going to finish with you. We're going we're gonna to shout in a minute, but I'm going to give you some more words. We're going to shout this thing in. Hello, somebody. I don't know about you, but I feel a shout in my spirit right now. Because, see, see, this, this is what I love about the prophet. The same prophet that talked about the potter is the same prophet that said, uh, I can't speak the word of God anymore. People don't like me, God. People don't say good things about me, Lord. Every time I go into the community, they want to shun me. They want to run me off, God. Because when I come in and give a thus said God, they don't want to hear the word. But the Bible said there's coming a famine, and the famine is not going to be for food. But the famine is going to be for the word of God. People don't want to hear the word of God. They want to get pat on the back and live in sin. But when you preach the true gospel message, it makes you change. It gets you convicted. You can't stay the same. The prophet said, I'm not going to preach anymore. It is too hard. But when he tried to say, no, God, I'm not going to preach your word. He said, it was like fire. Shut up in my bones. You got to get fire inside your bones. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. That's why we sang the song, I plead, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. Come on, somebody, come on. Uh-huh, keep on, keep on. See, when we plead the blood like that, you serving notice on the devil, you can't have my family. Just get into the Holy Spirit. Hello, somebody. God can change your life. Can't nobody change it like Jesus. The old song said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. And see, when you fall in love with Jesus, he's the only one that can change your life. Hello, somebody. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give you this last point, and we're going to shout a little. Hello, somebody. Let me give you this last point. Y'all want this last point? Glory, glory, glory. I don't know if you want this last point. Check this out right here. Saints of God, you cannot be. The, the truth cannot be perpetuated through compromise. And compromise cannot be avoided without separation. Let me tell you something, saints of God. You, you're going to have to separate. We, we are called to separate. We're not called to blend in this world. I wrote the mixture book. Because there has been 
this, this encroaching of ungodly things in a godly house. And it has destroyed Christian ethics and principles and morals. And we go to church and don't even know what's right anymore. Uh, does the Bible really say it's the same old statement that the devil made in the book of Genesis? Did God really say? I came to tell you right now, he did. He did say you can't keep living in sin and think you can keep going to church and declare God's blessing. You can't declare God's blessings if God don't know you. I don't care how many times you say you save. You can say you save all day long, but there should be some fruit to your salvation. There should be some obedience to your salvation. Hello, somebody. Now, this is the kind of preaching that people don't like. But listen, 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 listen. I, I'm, I'm not here to be pat on the back by the culture. God didn't call me to pat the culture on the back. God called me to change the culture. You can't win the world looking like the world. That's why he said, come out from among them and be separate. But not to be Pharisee isolationist. See, the Pharisees isolated themselves. No, he called us into darkness. Come on, somebody. He called you, Diane, to go into dark places. He called you to go feed people like that because they need us. Some, some of the most anointed people are the people who are impoverished. Let me tell you one thing. If you think you know all of that, you go talk to a homeless person and they'll put you in your place. You think you know something about the Bible? You go talk to somebody that's homeless. They will quote scripture on you. You'll be like, man, is that really? In the, I got to go pull out my New Testament. Hello, somebody. See, that's why we got to go into those places. That's where the apostles and the deacons and the pastors are. See, the prostitutes on the street are the next prophetess. See, the drug dealers are the next deacon. The alcoholic is the next apostle. Come on, come on. Look, look, if it had not been for the Lord, which was on your side, you would have been right there right now. I believe I'm talking to the right church today. See, I'm not going to come up in here talking about we declare war on something, we're going to punk out. You won't even put your armor on. And then you think you're going to go out into the culture to win the culture. They're going to cuss you out, and then you're going to get your little Christian feelings hurt. Oh, no, you can cuss me. You can cuss me. You can talk bad about me, but that don't have nothing to do with the anointing that's on my life. Listen, listen, say, can I, can I edify you for a second? If they cuss you, that's good. Can I help somebody? Can I give you the true gospel? Didn't they want to throw Paul out of the city? Didn't they behead people? Come on, somebody. For the Bible says when he said, and you shall be my witnesses. He didn't say you shall go witness. He said you shall be my witnesses. The word mortal is where we get the English word martyr. That means you're going to have to die. See, I'm telling you, man, that kind of, this kind of preaching, I don't know if we need to share this one, Richard. Man, this kind of preaching right here, boy, people don't like that kind of stuff. See, that's when they start pointing fingers and say, you just judgmental. No, that's conviction. You need to change. Yeah. Especially if you say you're in the house of God. Because the Bible does declare that we can judge in the house righteously. But when you're outside the house, that's God's doing. But when you're up in here talking about, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you don't act like one, sound like one, talk like one, then you shouldn't, then you ain't one. And I'm preaching to myself right now. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. 
Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.